So the first step is admitting you have a problem. You know, someone asked a great question about getting a spouse or loved one to help support you on your non-diet journey. When that person not only views health through this weight-centric lens that's so common, but their particular views and behaviors also point to maybe some potential mental health issues. Now, I have a few quick thoughts on this that I'd like to share in this episode, so hang around to hear more. I'm Jeff Ash, certified nutritionist, personal trainer, and intuitive eating coach, and you're listening to the Men's Intuition Podcast. So a really common question that comes up, uh, not only people asking me this question, but I see this in many of the intuitive eating and non-diet groups that I also participate in and hang out in. And that is a question of getting support from loved ones. Uh, In particular, usually it's a spouse or a partner type of a relationship where People just are not on board with the intuitive eating, non-diet approach to improving our health and and wellness, whether that be mental health and or physical health. And, you know, one of the lessons in my video course, Equipped to Thrive, is all about getting support from loved ones with your non-diet intuitive eating endeavors. But I realized I hadn't addressed this particular issue that I uh, mentioned in the introduction to this episode. You know, there's a reason there's a cliche, the first step is admitting you have a problem. It's hard, but so important, isn't it? Let's think about a loved one who's wrapped up in diet culture. They may see nothing wrong with restricting themselves to minimal calories, maybe weighing every ounce of food that they eat, or even taking a food scale to a restaurant or to a friend's house for dinner, uh, avoiding certain foods or maybe even entire groups of foods weighing themselves multiple times a day, working out twice a day, six days a week. You know, some of these behaviors and things may sound like uh, things that you engaged in yourself. I know I've engaged in some of these myself uh, in the past. You know, many see these behaviors as disciplined and even virtuous, not problems at all. But even many weight-centric coaches that I've interacted with over the years, and there have literally been hundreds, they would also say that some or all of these are problematic behaviors. And until a person really understands that these things are problematic, they won't have any reason or desire to change. And if they think these things are signs of discipline, you know, a good character trait, right? Discipline, or even a virtue, and and you're not engaging in these behaviors and activities, but rather really exactly the opposite, they're going to have a tough time supporting your non-diet path. We all have those different values. Where does that leave us then? Well, to be honest, there's no simple answer, unfortunately. Uh, There's no way to make someone else change their way of thinking or to recognize their problematic behavior. To use another cliche, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So, you know, some people are not open to changing their views. And if that's the case, then it's really unlikely that we'll get them to, to admit that they have a problem. Yeah, so my advice is to model Uh, model behaviors and language. Hopefully they'll see something different in you and maybe be intrigued by that. You know, many of us came to where we are by seeing something in someone else that we desired and then explored kind of what was necessary to attain that for ourselves, right? But they may not. They may still be blinded or they may feel like these restrictive behaviors are worth it to them. 
for them, the trade-off may be worth it to have a particular body shape, size, or appearance. And that may be a value that, that they hold for themselves. And, and if that's the case, then we really need to rethink kind of how we, uh, our expectations, I guess, uh, for, for changing their behavior. And because they don't see it as a problem. You know, the one person we can change is the one in the mirror. Another cliche. Sorry about that. That's three cliches in one podcast episode. But you get the idea. That that person is the one who we can talk to with an expectation to change. That's the person to whom we can say, I know exactly what you're thinking and why you're doing this. This is a problem that needs to be addressed. And, you know, I have some thoughts about what might improve this situation, right? That's the only person we can say those things to with 100% confidence. Sometimes we spend too much energy trying to get others to come around to our way of thinking that it can negatively impact our ability to focus on those things that we do have the power to change. We can't change another person's way of thinking. And so an aspect of acceptance, you know, we talk about body acceptance, right? So an aspect of acceptance in this situation may also be helpful. That's not to say we allow others to ignore our boundaries or treat us disrespectfully. I'm not saying that at all. You know, that would that would be a topic for another discussion and probably better addressed by a, you know, a qualified therapist or counselor of, of which I'm not. Uh, but that acceptance doesn't mean we don't stop trying, but it can help free us up to maybe look for that support in other areas, uh, at least for the time being. An example of that for someone who is lacking support with their intuitive eating journey might be my Equip to Thrive men's community or a similar online or in-person support group where you know you can interact with other like-minded people and find the support and encouragement you need. And there's groups out there that are for men and women together, uh, you know, your co-ed groups. And then there's also some out there for just women. And then there's also, as again, my intuitive eating group that's just for men. You know, it can be tough when society, media, friends, and family are really, you know, when they're all pushing against this idea of a weight-neutral, non-diet approach to health, but know that you're not alone and that there are resources to help if those closest to you are not there yet or if they never get there. That's also another aspect of this acceptance. They may never get there. They may hold on to those those diet mindsets, the, that diet culture mentality, that may be something they hold on till the day they die. Uh, so that's where that aspect of acceptance sometimes comes in. It, it's hard, I know, uh, but that, that may be helpful to, to just rethink how we're approaching the situation. You know, feel free to reach out to me directly if, if I can be of any assistance in finding some of those resources, because I do have a lot of connections in that area. I have a lot of connections and, and, and would just love to help you find the right fit, whether that is with me, <laughs> if you're a guy, and, and, uh, and my resources or someone else. So until next time, remember that it is almost always more important to focus on how we eat than the specifics of what we eat.